All right, everybody, you're back here on Mining Stock Daily. We've got an important corporate update from Ascot Resources. That's going to be a combination of both exploration and also mine construction updates from the premier gold mine in the Golden Triangle of British Columbia. Welcoming in once again, CEO, Mr. Derek White. Derek, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, thank you, Trevor, for having me on the podcast, and it's uh, nice to be with you again. It's good to see you. Uh, I, you know, I think maybe we should start with exploration because that's uh, that's been the most recent news. Uh, we reported it on the morning briefing last week about your latest results from the uh, uh, PRU deposit. Holy smokes, good grade here uh, coming in. That's got to be a nice surprise because uh, that's – I mean, when it comes to the mine sequencing, it sounds like you're going to be hitting that first. Yeah, you know, it's been it's been really great for us. So um, we're right now developing a portal into an area to mine the Prue zone, and we've been doing some infill drilling there um, earlier in the summer. It's taken us a while to get some of the results back, but the results have turned out, as, as you noted, very well. And, and really what that means for us is it means bigger mining areas and, <clears throat> and more tonnage right up front. And so that's very helpful um, for us. And you know, we we really think that area where we first go in can be quite a little, quite a bit bigger. Which just, you know, it's especially when you start up. If you have a, a kind of an upside in your mining, it's just it's very attractive uh, uh, when you're starting up a mine. Uh, some of those results that were reported almost 19 grams per ton gold over 6.8 meters, and there was a 2.3 meter interval in there of 44 and a half grams per ton gold. Uh, there's also about 22 grams per ton gold over 4.2 meters with a one meter interval of 85.8 grams per ton gold. Uh, I mean, okay. I mean, most people listening to this know that's really fine grade, but what does it mean as far as accessibility as you uh, continue to, uh, you know, kind of ramp up that, uh, that portal? Well, you know, really what we're doing is you know, we're trying to develop our second mining area. And um, Big Missouri is the area that we established last year. And um, we started building the portal <laughs> into the Pru zone, which is about 600 meters uh, from the portal entrance, uh, which is another only 200 meters from the mill. So it's quite close to the mill. And getting long hole stoping with bigger stopes with higher grade is just gravy to us. It's just really... Um, it's, it's really nice to be able to have that. And what we've been finding is that these stopes are quite a lot bigger, especially a little bit above where we started, where we thought we were going to mine. And some of the drill holes that you've just talked about, you know, kind of in that area. So it means two things for us, really. It means one, getting high grade accessible right on when you start mining. And it means you're going to be mining in that area. They're going to be bigger stopes. They're going to last longer. And we still think there's, there's more to come in that area. And, you know, Infill drilling is only one of the things we've been doing. We've obviously been also drilling it at uh, uh, the big uh, the big Missouri area and towards the backway. And so there there are other results that we hope will come. But because this is our first kind of mining area and it's right up front, that's just really really attractive for us. Knowing that you have more dense drilling, having bigger areas, it just gives us more confidence in in starting up the Prue mine. Are there more drill results from Pru to be released yet? Yeah, I think there's still a few more to come. Um, and there's definitely more drill results coming from Big Missouri. Um, you know, we acquired a, a lab, uh, which we hope to start up really for the operation kind of end of November. But we've been going through the same 
thing as a lot of other people where we send in our, our assay results and it still takes us quite a while to, to get them back. So we, we, there's a lag effect to when we actually did the drilling to when we make the release. So you mentioned this this acquisition of the assay lab there in Stewart. Uh, this is actually, I don't know if I've ever seen a mining company go out and acquire an assay lab before. Uh, maybe it's been done. I just don't recall in, in, in my career. But talk to us about the strategy behind this and, and really putting up the capital to acquire its Seacan uh, labs there. Yeah, so... Um for a lot of the exploration companies that work in the Golden Triangle, you know, they're sending their drill results, the core that they get assayed, usually to Terrace, and then ultimately it'll go to Vancouver or Kamloops or somewhere else uh, with the major assay firms. And the turnaround time on that is pretty long. And when you're running a mine, you can't do that. You have to have turnaround times, which are much faster. So as you're underground, you're taking samples all the time, and you need to turn that around. And we made a decision um, when we were constructing the mine that we were going to use the assay lab area that was next to the mill building as a storage area. We really wanted to have more storage because of the snow. And CCAN had an opportunity to uh, bring in a lab and put it in Stewart. Um, and that's pretty close to where our core, uh, our core shack is. And mm -hmm. so, um, and I think they really had hoped to try and run it um, for regionally, like not just for Ascot, uh, and and it became and there was an opportunity for us to acquire it, um, and we may we may run it for others, but primarily it, it makes it very easy for us to uh, turn around assays, and keep the storage at the same time. And so we were able to acquire it. Um, it's right in an area that's easy for us to access. Um, it's close to our core shed, um, and if we get it going for you know we'll be running it 365 days a year. Um, and we do have some capacity in it. Um, we'll look at, you know, potentially even uh, assaying some other people, certifying the lab and assaying other people's uh, piece. But for in the beginning, we'll just focus on on Ascot. How does that? I mean, I mean, how does that business model? You know, how does that fit into the Ascot business model? I guess. I mean, will you? I mean, it's not. Is it going mean, to be separate? Or no, no. I mean, this is this is really core to Ascot, to any mine that operates, you need to have an assay lab, and this is the main purpose of getting the assay lab. It's just that for a lot of the other players that uh, are working in the Golden Triangle, in the future, we may have an opportunity for them to turn their assay results around much more quickly, because it's just like marginal capacity to us. So, you know, <laughs> maybe we'll make a little bit of money out of that. It's not a core business in any way. Okay. Are other are, Do other major mining companies have the same do the same thing uh, this is just all new to me so i'm just really curious yeah so if you know the closest mines to us because there's only really two other mills in the golden triangle are bruce jack and red chris and both of those would have their own assay labs and they'll okay. assay their results all the all the time you, you can't run the mine with uh you know a five or six or seven week turnaround time you have to be able to turn around results in in 12 to 24 hours you need to be able to do that and especially in in this part of the world Okay. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Thanks for uh, clarifying that. It just, it was new to me. So I thought it was really interesting, yeah. uh, but no, let's no get a, a general a construction update with premier. Uh, it's been a little while since you've been on the pod. And so I, I'm assuming over the last couple of months that uh, there's been a lot of progress at premier. So give us a sense of where we're at today. Yeah. You know, so there's kind of um, really four major areas of construction the first one is the mill, and the mill, um, really the last two things in the mill that we're still working on 
is finishing the piping and the systems and controls. And to some level, we're still waiting a little bit for the um, uh, for the tailings down. But generally speaking, we're we're really good shape on the mill. Um, the thickener has been completed and um, it was uh, being commissioned the other day. Um, you know, so a lot of the things in the mill are, are really ready to go and everything seems to be going pretty well there. Um, on the, the next big area is the tailings dam and this has really been our challenge. So we're refurbishing the tailings dam. I would say we're a bit behind. We're probably hoping to complete that in mid-November. The, the biggest and most difficult part of that and the thing we were most concerned about from the weather perspective was the north dam, uh, which we just completed. So I think we're feeling pretty good about that. Um, we've got it, you know, we've, we've been generally doing pretty well with weather. So we probably have about another month of, of, of pretty good weather. And now all the focus is really on getting the south dam completed. Um, and so, yeah, it hasn't gone quite as well as we'd hoped, but it's still within reason. And we're just making sure that we get the material that we need to have there um, to build up the, the south dam. And then all the piping around the tailings dam that connects to the mill and to the water treatment plant is, is going pretty well. The water treatment plant itself, which is the next big area, it's actually going through commissioning. Um, the clarifier, we filled it up with water, made sure everything's going okay. Um, most of the electrical is, is working, so I would say that pretty well everything on the water treatment plant has gone as planned, and, and we're, we're happy that, that that's a big thing from the regulatory perspective, so I think we're pretty comfortable with that. Um, and the substation, uh, which is, um, deals with the 30, uh, 138 kV line, is pretty well ready to go. <clears throat> we will probably energize that at the end of we're taking power off our 25 kV line but basically we'll take that we'll switch that over in early December and I think we're ready to go on that front and then the last big one is really on the mining side and so they're mining um, now in OD2 and starting to go into OD3 in uh, in big Missouri and we'll start to stockpile some of that ore um, and then we're developing the premier portal uh, ramp that we just talked about so on all those different fronts, I think we're, we're still getting there. I, uh, housing is still a challenge for us. Um, and yes. we've been able to uh, convince the, the community of Stewart to allow us to put another uh, temporary camp in Stewart, which will give us another 76 beds. And so that'll be uh, ready to go um, probably in about middle November. Um, and that uh, gives us more flexibility in just finishing off uh, the final construction and getting ready for the pre-commissioning and commissioning of the plant. Okay. Uh, listen, let's talk about timing of all this. I mean, 2024 is going to be a massive year for Ascot and the Premier Gold Project. And it sounds like we can officially call it the Premier Mine uh, <laughs> recommission once again, I hope. Uh, and we've got gold here, uh, Derek, above $2,000 an ounce. I mean, the timing of all this could be very fortuitous. I mean, I know I've talked to you long enough to know where you don't really want to be angled towards the gold price. You, Your job is to build this mine and get it going and see years of mine life. I know, I know that about you. But talk to us about really the opportunities at hand in the year ahead of us for, for Ascot. Well, I'd like to tell you that it's all about the engineering and the construction and everything else, but um, we're in a commodity business and that commodity can go up and down. And ideally when you're starting up a mine, you want it to be going up. Um, right. <laughs> and, and, and um, you know, look, in general, the gold price has been in pretty good shape. Um, I think there's a lot of people who felt that because the US dollar has been very strong, and you know we've had high interest rates with uh, U.S. Treasury bonds giving pretty good yields, so there's a lot of capital that's moving towards that area. 
um, and, and just generally, you know, high yielding instruments and money markets. Um, but, you know, given the state of the world and, you know, the, there's a lot of risk out there between Ukraine and, and Israel and, and Palestine. And um, we've seen people go back to, a, you know, a long and trusted, uh, you know, kind of risk on type of um, opportunity, which is which is gold. And so um, I, I know we saw the gold price come down, down to, you know, um, below 1900. But, you know, it's right back up there. So um, I, I think that. Uh, from an Ascot perspective, if we can start our mine up and we're in a two thousand dollar gold environment, that is mm-hmm. just that is just icing on the cake for us. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a, a really good margin that we're going to be able to make, and you know we would expect to make pretty good cash flow even at nineteen hundred dollar gold. And we'll have to see where it goes. I mean, the world is still a very different place than it's been. You know, all the global trade and things that we saw ten years ago seems to be changing a little bit right now. There's a lot of people with their with political rows going on, including Canada, that's been you know fussing with India over over some of the comments that our, our our prime minister made. So you know, look, there's just there's a lot of uncertainty in the world right now, and mm-hmm. you know there's not that many new gold mines coming on stream. So um, if Ascot can be one of them taking advantage of of that uh, being reflected in the gold price, that I think that does really really well for our investors. Well, a move a higher moving gold price plus. Uh higher grades at the at Peru are obviously going to help here as well Derek I appreciate your time thanks so much for giving us that update and well we're obviously going to catch up again here in the coming months because again 2024 is going to be a massive year for for Ascot thanks so much for your time yeah thank you Trevor we appreciate the call all right everybody that's your update from ascot resources trading on the tsx with aot and on the otcqx with aotvf The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.